0: never would have happened if your father was alive he's dead
1: yes and my mother she died of pneumonia whilst oh you were away my brothers they were all killed by the plague my dog Pongo run over by a carriage my goldfish Goldie eaten by the cat my cat choked on the goldfish
0: Thanks a fucking lot, 2020. That is exactly, that is the best fucking description of 2020 that could ever be. And that was from the fucking 90s, man.
1: Except for one thing. They didn't say that all of them died from coronavirus. Well,
0: all of his brothers died from the plague.
1: Yes, but his mom had pneumonia. That's obviously COVID.
0: Yeah, that's that's COVID, and then you know maybe maybe the plague is coronavirus.
1: And and the dog got run over by the carriage because somebody was coughing due to coronavirus and ran the dog over.
0: Yes. So and then, um, you know the <coughs> the the cat and the goldfish. That's that's just unfortunate. Yeah,
1: yeah, but probably COVID related as it, well. It,
0: it probably was. They would definitely write it up as a COVID death for sure. Yep, that's 2020. That's 2020 for you. So welcome to Two Beards Talking. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am still Matt Lasseter, unfortunately. Still Matt Lasseter? Yeah. You're still Matt Lasseter.
1: Yeah, I tried to change my name. It didn't work. What'd you try to change it to? Fucking like Sunshine Fortunato. That's, Sun- m- that's my new that, that's my new nut name.
0: Yeah. What?
1: Yeah, like I'm, I'm going to go completely hippy-dippy leftist, and that's my new nut name.
0: Your nut name. Yeah.
1: Like I'm gonna go into the I'm gonna go into the woods, grow out a really big beard, and write a manifesto.
0: And it's by Sunshine Fortunato. And now we have several alphabet agencies listening in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just because you say the word manifesto, it doesn't mean it has to be a bad thing.
0: I mean, it does have a pretty negative connotation with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Name three times really. <laughs> yeah, I was oddly specific for a reason I set that one up for you.
0: Well, uh let's see here. There was the uh there was there was Timothy McVeigh with his manifesto. Um New Zealand and of course, you know, the most famous one, the Communist Manifesto.
1: Yeah. But I'm different.
0: And and I mean, we can keep going, too.
1: Yeah, mind comp.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's the thing. Yeah. So, like we always do at the start of every show here at Two Beards Talk, and we want to give a big shout-out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home.
1: Yeah. Um, fuck, fuck the pandemic, though. I'm, I'm still – I'm riding that – Yeah, that yeah. Way.
0: Fuck the pandemic. As a matter of fact, you know, here, here's here's the thing. Uh. Here's the thing about this, quote-unquote, pandemic. So – You know, I tested positive for the coronavirus. True. I tested positive again for the coronavirus. Also true. Two weeks later. Here's the problem with that, though. They're not counting individuals. (laughs) They're counting individual cases. So when the doctor's office called me the other day and said, oh, you tested positive for the coronavirus, you can come back again and uh, next week and get tested again. No, because all that's going to do is just keep boosting the fucking numbers truth plain and simple they're not saying we have a thousand people who have tested positive for the coronavirus and of those thousand five hundred are still testing positive that's not how they're fucking doing it no it's those 500 people that are still testing positive well now that number has gone from a thousand to now it's 1500
1: yeah because they don't count like you know one okay this one still has it so that's still one Okay, this one got rid of it, so now we're down to zero.
0: Yeah, no, they're not doing that. So, I'm not going to keep boosting the fucking numbers. Nah, I don't blame you. And, you know, here's the thing about it. This is what the doctor was telling me. uh, Said that, um, you know, you can still, even though you're not contagious, you can still test positive for it weeks after the fact. There is a, there is one woman that
1: a hundred and eighty days later she was still testing positive for COVID.
0: Yeah, and he said it's because it's all it's almost like uh like like uh, particulates like DNA particles almost are still even though the, the disease is dead inside your body,
1: they it's s- still they still pick up the trace elements.
0: Yes. So, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to keep going back and boosting the fucking numbers for the state of Alabama. I'm not doing it.
1: Yeah. I'm just not going to get tested period. Till something falls the fuck off. I'm not going to the doctor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing, you know, I was talking, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine last night at the bar and he was saying he's been tested four times. And of the four times he had three negatives and one positive. And the doctor just kept saying, oh, well, we're just going to keep testing you. We're just going to keep testing you. And, you know, the test finally came back positive and it said, okay, well, we're not testing you anymore because you're positive. So we know you have it. Okay, well, you just tested me three times before and I didn't have, you know, they were fucking negatives. What are the odds that I had three false negatives and a true positive instead of saying I had three negatives and a false positive?
1: Yeah, that's highly more likely because they've already proven that they've sent out tainted tests, <coughs> and I think it was in Florida where they were reporting a hundred percent infected, and it dropped to like seven percent because they were they did the test wrong. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust these fuckers.
0: Yeah, no, not one damn bit. It's. I'm not saying it's a government conspiracy, but it's probably a government conspiracy. You want
1: you know my favorite thing, though? What's that? My favorite thing is the riots in Portland when they're screaming at the feds and they're like, you get out of our state. You get out of our state. But we want you to run health care, though. Ooh. <laughs> That's my favorite part. We want you to run health care, but we want you out of our state. Hmm interesting well they can't be out of your state if they're running
0: your healthcare. that's right and if you don't trust them with guns do you trust them with your life I mean let's be honest more people die from medical malpractice than they do from getting shot true so yeah maybe
1: fuck off with your universal health care bullshit yeah that's a thing you can do yeah so what, what else we got what else we got we got some more
0: shit oh we've got a lot of shit to cover Really and truly, it's two shits that are kind of intertwined, but we're going to talk a lot about them.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun.
0: And a lot of people listening may even get a little bit pissed off, which is kind of our goal in life. Yeah. Because (laughs) we operate more on the idea of giving facts and fuck your feelings.
1: I'm more, I operate under, if I haven't pissed you off yet, get in line, you're, you're, you're up next.
0: Yeah. So... You know, the the first thing we're going to talk about is Breonna Taylor. Yay. (laughs) I knew you'd be happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you were saying uh, the last time on the show that... uh, it was uh you hadn't confirmed it yet, but you you saw a video where a guy was saying that uh, Brianna Taylor's name was on the warrant.
1: You know what's funny? I I didn't mention this because you know I'm not a racist, uh, meaning I'm not a Democrat, because um, I don't mention race. But it was actually a black guy that had, that did the video talking about her name being on the warrant, and them serving up a a legal warrant. Even though it was a no-knock warrant, which I still disagree with, I don't like no-knock warrants.
0: No, 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 I don't. Uh, I don't like no-knock warrants either. But the thing is, at the time, no-knock warrants were still a thing; they were still authorized. So here's the information that we have now, and this uh, we got this article uh, information from an article released by USA Today,
1: who is not a right-leaning source, no, by any stretch no, of the imagination. No, no, no,
0: they are not, but. Um, the very first thing that they covered was the whole the whole thing behind the warrant was they were searching for Breonna Taylor's ex, who was a known drug trafficker um, involved in some other stuff. So the reason why they got the no-knock warrant is because in cases like this, where if law enforcement shows up and announces themselves, then... Whoever it is, they're looking for or whatever it is they're looking for. Uh, you know, they have the opportunity to destroy evidence and so on before they let law enforcement into the premises. That was the uh, that was the thing behind the no-knock warrant. I agree with it, but I also disagree with it because no-knock warrant would give very, very, very high levels of authority to just say, "Fuck you, we're coming in." Yeah, pretty much. And you know, if you've got bad intel. That's a bad thing, which happens a lot. It does. So, in this instance, um, they did have a warrant for Brianna Taylor's address because they suspected that she was still connected with her ex and was receiving uh, tainted packages from him. That was why they went and got the no-knock warrant, so that way they could come in with without alerting them to their presence.
1: Yes, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, did the article not state the boyfriend shot first?
0: Yes. Um, so, and the boyfriend even admitted this. Uh, you know, he the the story goes that he woke up to the sounds of what he thought was somebody trying to break into their apartment, and he grabbed his gun, went and fired what he called a warning shot at the bottom of the doorway. And at that time, law enforcement broke the door in with a battering ram and came in shooting. Yeah. So, here's the thing about that. One of the firearm safety rules is know your target and what lies beyond. And he violated that fucking rule. But then again, so did the cops. Well, yes and no. Um I mean yes, it it plays out for both ways, but what the cops knew is there was somebody on the other side of the door shooting at him.
1: Yeah, but they didn't know if there was a child in the in the house. They didn't. They didn't know if there was several children or several unarmed people in the house. They just knew that there was one gun.
0: Yes. They all they knew <coughs> the only information they had available to them was somebody was on the other side of the door shooting at him. So,
1: which I can't say if I'm in that situation that I'm not on the other side of the door shooting at them. Right. The only difference is I don't give warning shots.
0: Well, if I suspect there is somebody who's trying to break into my house, um, you know, the very first thing I'm going to do after I grab my gun, I'm not going to be firing shots through the door because I don't know what's on the other side of the door. Plain and simple. So I'm going to post up in a covered spot where I have line of sight to the door. I'm going to wait for that door to open. And then I'm going to let whoever comes through that door know I have a gun trained on them. They need to identify themselves.
1: Yes, but in that situation, you would be shot summarily by the cops.
0: (laughs) Again, I'm in a covered position. So if I get shot at, I'm returning fire because at that point, now it's a case of self-defense.
1: Yeah, well, they—that's that. that Wherein is the rub? Any other time, like if I was breaking into your house, and I come through the door, and I'm, uh, and you say, "Identify yourself." I have a gun trained on you, and I start shooting at you, and you shoot me. Self-defense. Yes. You put a badge on my shirt, and I come through the door, and you say, "I have a gun trained on you." and I start shooting, it's no longer self-defense on your part. Now you've assaulted a cop. That's why I think, I don't think cops should have specialized rots. If you are going through a door, you should have to announce that you are the police.
0: I agree. And here's the thing. Law enforcement says, even though they had a no-knock warrant, Law enforcement says they knocked on the door and identified themselves as law enforcement. So you've got the back and forth of, yes, we identified ourselves. Then you have the other side saying, no, they didn't.
1: Yeah. And and you'll never get to the, you'll never really get the truth on that one. Because naturally, if I'm shooting at cops, I'm going to tell you, I didn't know they were cops. Yeah. You'd be an idiot to say, yeah, I knew they were fucking cops. I shot at them anyways. Right. So he's going to always say that he didn't know they were cops. The cops are always going to say he knew we were cops. You're never going to get the true story on that unless you have body cam footage. Right. Now, if you have body cam footage of them knocking on the door and going, Hey, it's the police. We're fixing to bust your fucking shit in. Might want to be prepared. Right. And uh, they really have no leg to stand on.
0: Well, I still think they have no leg to stand on just simply because of the fact he admitted that he shot first. Yeah. And he did not know who was on the other side of the doorway. At that point, that makes him the aggressor.
1: Um, yes and no. It makes him the homeowner going, hey, um, you're breaking into my house. I don't want you to break into my house. This warning shot is a deterrent.
0: Well, in most jurisdictions, warning shots are illegal.
1: Why is a warning shot illegal? It should never be illegal.
0: It shouldn't be, I agree. But I'm just saying in most jurisdictions, hell, even around here, a warning shot is illegal.
1: Actually, it's it's not illegal uh, depending on the circumstance. Uh, like if I walk out on my back porch... Because I've heard something in the night, and I have my 12-gauge uh, locked and ready to go, and I come out the back door, fire it into the ground, and cause those people to run away. That, that for, I don't think that's illegal, uh, because you can shoot in Alabama just because you fucking feel like it.
0: Well, the problem with it is... You know, like we we, we we discussed on the show before, you know, you going out rolling yards and being shot at and all that other stuff. Um, you know, you fire a warning shot, bullets can ricochet off of dirt. If it comes in at the right angle, a bullet can ricochet off of dirt. And if you fire a warning shot in the air, well, whatever goes up, what must come down.
1: Yeah, but uh, the, beauti- the, the beautiful thing about Alabama <clears throat> is the fact that we have castle doctrine. And the warning shot can be the kill shot. Correct. I warned you with a bullet through your face. <laughs> now you know better for your next life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can completely, you can bust out your back, well, you can't really bust out your back door and shoot somebody that's just in your yard.
0: No, uh, no. In Alabama, they actually have to be in your house. They have to be in they have your house. And considered a threat.
1: So, but if someone's in your home, you do not have to give a warning shot. You can completely ventilate their forehead. And, uh, cops are going to show up and go, what happened? He came in. He wasn't supposed
0: to be here. I made sure he didn't stay here. And the thing about it is, you know, say, say I'm sitting here at Matt's house and I say something he doesn't agree with. Well, he can't just pull out a gun and shoot me in the face and say that, uh, you know, he felt threatened and I wasn't supposed to be here, so on and so forth. No, there actually has to be a certain level of giving me time to get the fuck out before.
1: Yeah. You always have to, You, you well, in theory, yes. Um, but in practice, if I'm sitting here in my house and my door opens up and someone comes through it that's not supposed to be there, then you don't have to give
0: any warnings. Right. And nine times out of ten, that's why even though you know I'm on my way over here, I still knock on your goddamn door.
1: Well, my door, for the most part, stays locked unless I know someone's coming over. Like, if I know you're coming over or another one of my friends, I'll go unlock the door. Right. That way they can just come in. But I'm expecting that. Right. But other than that, as soon as you leave today, my door will get locked. Yes. Because at that point, now, if you want to come in my house, one of two things has to happen. You have one of three things has to happen. You have to call me to let me know you're here. You have to knock on my door loud enough for me to hear it, or you have to break the fucker down. And if you break the fucker down, well, I'm going to assume you're a combatant, and I don't have to give any warnings at that point. Right. So, my locked door is for your safety, not mine.
0: Right. So, that's uh, that's, that's the situation there. And, uh, you know, all, all, all the, all the protesting and everything in the world is not going to change the fact that I still don't think they have a fucking leg to stand on in her defense. I mean,
1: they got done. It, it sucks that she got killed. Absolutely. But they got done. One positive did come out of this. They have outlawed no knock raids in Louisville. So that's the one, no, that's the one positive that came out of this. They've gotten rid of the no knock raids that will never happen in Louisville again. Right. But
0: she, she had to die for it to happen. And that's, that's the shitty part. It is. And I mean, that's unfortunately, that's, that's what it takes for, for people to start trying to exact change on things is uh, you, know, it takes the death of somebody innocent to say, "Okay, this is fucked up. We need to fix this."
1: Which is completely different from how the founding fathers established this nation. I believe it was Benjamin Franklin that said, "I would rather ten criminals go free than one innocent per- person suffer." Right, and and we've completely gotten away from that. Now it's well, we would rather put ten innocent people in prison than to let one criminal go away. Well, it's, it's, you com- say that, but <laughs> it's com- its completely opposite these
0: days. You say that, but you know, you take a look at everything that's going on with this pandemic. Um, I want to say it was in. Georgia Georgia in Georgia uh, you know a uh, a a known registered sexophilin, sex fiend sex criminal sex a, criminal. F- sex a yeah sex afilling
1: all right a master villain <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> offender maybe
0: maybe um, a known registered sex offender uh, sex fiend whatever was released from jail. Due to all of the freaking coronavirus shit, and the same day he was released from jail, he assaulted and raped a woman. Well, see, my question about this is, the whole letting people out of jail,
1: uh, if masks work, why not just have them wear masks? Right? You just have them put a mask on. And there you go, problem solved. Oh,
0: but did do masks not work? Well, I mean, you know, let's take a look at the good Dr. Fauci.
1: <laughs> oh, no, Doctor Fauci.
0: Doctor Fauci is I'm is what I'm gonna start calling him. You know, he when this whole thing first started, he came out with, uh, oh, you know, the masks aren't really that effective, and you know, it's only it's only really effective if you're doing all of this. And then he backpedaled and said, well, no, everybody needs to be wearing a mask. Do you know why he came out initially and said we don't need to be wearing masks?
1: Enlighten me. He, they have so much as said the words that initially they claimed that we didn't need to be wearing masks because they knew there was going to be a rush on masks and that healthcare workers would not be able to get the masks they need. So they were like, we'll tell the people they don't need the masks so we can stock up on the mask and then we'll tell them they need masks. <coughs> so basically what they did was told us we didn't need masks. Let thousands of people die. And then told us we needed masks. So, I would have to say that Dr. Fauci is probably one of the most prolific mass
0: murderers in history. Ah, yeah. One could make the connection.
1: Because if it weren't for his bad advice to begin with, then we might have saved some more lives.
0: So, of course, now I'm sure most, if not everybody, has seen... Uh, the pictures and the footage of him at the Yankees game, throwing out the first pitch, wearing his mask, but then just a little while later is shown sitting in the stands with two people on either side of him wearing their masks, but his mask is pulled down to his chin.
1: Yeah, he said he was eating or drinking something.
0: I, I did not see any food or drink in his hand.
1: Uh, but th- the point is, though... um. What's good for the goose is good for the gander.
0: Hey, there's that expression.
1: Also, also, um, some politicians went to Georgia. For, Georgia. For, uh, what was it, John Lewis's funeral?
0: Yes. Um, oh, no, 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 no. That would that would have been here in Alabama.
1: No, nah, they did a little thing where they...
0: Oh, they did, they the, did the... They did the, the parade. Yeah, okay.
1: They went to Georgia for that. And Georgia is one of the states where if you go to Georgia, you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days. Will these Congress people quarantine themselves for 14 days or will they go right back into the chambers of Congress?
0: Mm, interesting thought.
1: Uh, I guarantee you they don't quarantine for 14 days.
0: Oh, I guarantee they don't either. And I also guarantee most of them weren't even fucking wearing masks most of the time they were there. So, again,
1: why can't we bury our dead? Why can't we have funeral services for our dead? Why can't we go to funerals for people we've lost, but you can go to funerals for a person that most of you probably didn't even like, and then go right back into the chambers of Congress like nothing happened. And, you know, we'll
0: talk about that for a second. Um, You know, Trump was asked if he would attend John Lewis's funeral and all that other stuff, and Trump just flat out said No. For one, he has bigger fish to fry with all of this pandemic shit going on. You know, I'm sorry to say it, but the president is a very busy man, people.
1: Yeah, that's usually how that works.
0: You know, he does have a lot of stuff to, to worry about. And, you uh, know, his, uh, his, going...
1: His job ain't exactly nine to five.
0: No, no, not exactly. And, you know, for, for people to be button. Nobody was butthurt when John Lewis uh, said that he was not going to Trump's inauguration and constantly accused Trump of being uh, making baseless accusations of Trump being a racist and so on and so forth. I will challenge anybody in the fucking country, in the fucking world right now, to show me 100% foolproof evidence that Trump is a racist.
1: Yeah, because <clears throat> that's what most people forget about uh, about claims. <coughs> if I come to you and say, hey, Trump's a racist, it's not, it. it's not then your job to prove me wrong. It's my job to prove myself right. The onus is on me to make the proof. Correct. Because I made the claim. So if you say Trump's racist, the onus is on you to prove it. And if you can't prove it, then it's not true. Sorry, that's just how that works. It's not my job to defend the man. And even if it were my job to defend him, it's your job to produce the evidence for which I would have to defend him against. And if you can't do that, then you have no proof that the man's racist. Sorry about your luck. Do better.
0: Precisely. The burden of proof does not fall on the defense. It falls on the prosecution.
1: That's, that's how it's always worked. And that's how it should always work.
0: Um, well, I mean, that's, that's how it should work, but, uh, you know, it also should fall in line that you're innocent until proven guilty, and we've lost that idea as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, now you're guilty until proven innocent, a la Kavanaugh, and several other fucking people.
0: I mean, there's Kavanaugh, there's, uh, you know, I saw, I saw video footage <laughs> of uh, one of the officers from the George Floyd thing, um, you know, he bonded out of, uh, bonded out of jail, And he was in the store buying groceries. He's standing in line waiting at the register. And some fucking Karen comes up and has her goddamn phone in his face recording him. And is just fucking going off about how he doesn't deserve to be out. And an innocent man man is dead because of him. And blah, 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 blah.
1: Well, on that one, I'll say... If you're that high-profile of an individual, you should probably let somebody else do your shopping. You should probably be like, hey, you know, I really would love to go out to Whole Foods and get some shit, but I can't.
0: But, Because I'm going to get fucking murdered. But again, again, it goes back to the whole innocent until proven guilty.
1: It does, but uh, you you will, even if you are innocent, and you are presumed innocent until proven guilty, you're still, you could still be guilty in the court of public opinion. Yes. Regardless, it makes no difference. If someone says that a guy raped a woman, even though he was in a completely different state when the rape took place, the court of public opinion is going to try this man and say, he did it until you say he didn't. Right. So that's, and, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing you'll never get rid of. You'll never get rid of that whole court of public
0: opinion. Well, court of public opinion can go suck a fucking dick and die because nine times out of ten, the judge in the court of public opinion has no idea what the fucking law is.
1: Yes, that, that, that's true. But that's, that's just one of those things like I never, under, I never underestimate the power of stupid people united. it's 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 one of those things you get enough stupid people together
0: and man they can get shit done and you know while we're on i I think i may have sent this to you the other day i'm not sure I'm, i'm getting it pulled back up here this thing really did not sit right with me uh let's see here um oh for all of you auburn fans out there and Bama fans, uh, Harvey Updike, uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Harvey Updike poisoned the oak trees at Tumors Corner.
1: A little side note, I was actually uh, at the last rolling of those oak trees before they cut them down.
0: Aha, uh-huh, here it is. I did send it to you. Yeah. Uh, and before I get into this, we'll keep talking about Harvey Updike for a second. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Updike passed away yesterday at 71 years old. Um, don't want to spit on a man's grave, but I'm going to spit on a man's grave. He was a piece of shit for what he did.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was kind of shitty what he did. I'm not going to celebrate a man's death, though.
0: Um, you know, he, in 2010... Um, I think 2000, uh, 2010, That was the year Cam Newton was uh, quarterback yeah. at Auburn.
1: It was right after the Iron Bowl and the, the,
0: the old Cam. Back. It was it was the day after the Camback. Yes, it was the day after the Camback when Auburn was down by uh, what twenty four points at halftime.
1: Yeah, it was it was the largest margin. largest
0: point deficit covered in a half uh, in by either team a, by either team. And Auburn came back and won the game. And the very next day he went and poisoned the trees. And then like an idiot called into the Paul Feinbaum radio show and admitted to doing it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's one of the classic, keep your mouth shut scenarios. If you got away with it, all you have to do is just shut the fuck up. It's really simple, like on it. I'm going to be completely honest. If we had gotten away with stealing your mom's car and wrecking the motherfucker and they didn't know we would have just shut the fuck up. Precisely. (laughs) That's, and that's Grand Theft fucking Auto, okay? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit more serious than killing some goddamn trees.
0: Well, I don't know. There were some felony charges involved in that because now we're talking about uh, EPA violations. Well, and, yeah, <laughs> but
1: Grand Theft Auto, tree. It, yeah, I there, get what you're saying. But there's <laughs> a
0: there's a distinct pecking order here. You know, we stole a car. This motherfucker, he poisoned the environment.
1: Yeah, um, I'm surprised they didn't get him with eco-terrorism, honestly.
0: Uh, I actually think they tried to because, uh, you know, the, sh- the shit that he used, you know, if it had gotten into the fucking uh, water system... It could have killed people. It could have killed people. Not
1: not just that. It's the fact that uh, Auburn is a known agricultural college. Yes. And those ecosystems are very fragile.
0: One of the best agricultural schools in the country.
1: Yes, yeah, so, and, and, and those ecosystems are very fragile, so he could have toppled an entire city yes just based off one act
0: yes so
1: yeah it was it was pretty big but still just all he had to do was shut the fuck up yep like let's just pretend like you didn't do it even though you're a bama fan and you want to take credit for it just shut up because even bama fans called him out on this shit yeah and if you're not from the state of alabama you don't understand this rivalry and you will never understand this rivalry.
0: You know, people have lost their jobs. Lives They've lost their lives. People have been murdered over this game. Marriages have been ended over this game.
1: There yes, there are family members that will not speak to one another during the month of November. Which uh, makes are, Thanksgiving
0: there are, difficult. There are family members who not who will not speak to others, period for the rest of their damn lives, all because of this game. Like, it's ridiculous. And we're not talking about the game of football. We're talking about just the Iron Bowl. Yeah. uh, What is it, the third Saturday in November?
1: Yeah, third Saturday in November usually happens the weekend of Thanksgiving. The weekend of
0: Thanksgiving, yes. And
1: there are, if you're a football fan, you kind of get it. But if you're not from the state of Alabama, you still don't quite get it. Yes. Like, there are are people from out of state that watch the Iron Bowl every year. Yes. Because, usually, the Iron Bowl usually predicts who is going to play in the SEC Championship.
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
1: And, usually, whoever plays in the SEC Championship usually goes on to play in the National Championship. Correct. So, Um, broad implications.
0: And, that was the year that... Uh, <laughs> you know, this, this, my dad was a diehard Alabama fan. I mean, he grew up during the bear Bryant era of football. And when he went to bed at night and said his prayers, it was bear Bryant who art in heaven, national championships be thy name. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I give credit where credit is due. Bear Bryant was a Cheater, hell of a damn coach. Drunk.
1: Oh, <laughs> I thought we were I thought we were listing things he actually was.
0: He was you know, give credit where credit's due. He was a hell of a football coach. He was also a cheater and a drunk, but yeah, he was still a hell of a football coach. He knew the game. Um That's my Auburn side coming out. <laughs> You know, Nick Saban, he
1: knows the game. He's a hell of a coach. I can't call him a drunk, but God damn it, I can call him a cheater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, he, he he can't coach special teams for shit. <laughs>
1: well, no, no. His punt return, his fucking kickoff, his kick return, all that's good. He just can't kick a field goal. They can't kick a field goal <laughs> no, save they save their can't. fucking life.
0: <laughs> but my dad swore up and down, 2010, the comeback. Um, my dad swore up and down that Nick Saban went in the locker room at halftime and told his squad, okay, boys, you've proved your point. Now we need to let them win because Auburn is the only SEC school that has a shot at a national title. And if we beat them, it's gone. And I tell, you know, I thought about it and I said, if it had been any other SEC school, Tennessee, Georgia. No, not Tennessee. No, even Tennessee. No. Even Tennessee. Bama hates Tennessee more than they hate Auburn. Even Tennessee. As if it had been Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi State, any other SEC school, <coughs> I might buy that. I might buy that. But people, like I said, people lose their jobs. Coaches will get fired. You could have gone undefeated the entire fucking season at Alabama, lose to Auburn, and you will lose your fucking job over it.
1: Unless you're Nick Saban.
0: Unless you're Nick Saban. Because
1: he's lost like two out of three.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I didn't buy that for one second. And,
1: and while we're on the sports topic, um, you know, everybody's calling for, um, you know, fucking – Gus on to get fired because they say he's not doing a good job at Auburn, which I don't think he's doing the best job at Auburn, but he's doing pretty good. I will say this. Name an active coach in the NCAA that has beat Nick Saban not once, not twice, but three fucking times. Name one.
0: I'm drawing a blank.
1: Yeah, you can't do it. You can't fucking do it. The same coach has not beat this man three times. Gus Malzahn's done it. Technically speaking, he didn't beat him in 2010. He was just the coordinator, but still. It was his offense. It was his offense that that did it. But he did in 2013. He did in, what, 2015?
0: Uh, That I don't know. I know they won last year.
1: Yes, they won last year. Uh, they won a couple years before that, 2015, because of Jarrett Stidham. Yep. It was Jarrett Stidham there in 2015. They lost in 2016, won with Bo Nix in 2019. Yes. Or maybe it was like twenty seven. It was 2017 and 2019.
0: Yes, yes. That's what it
1: was. I knew it was, but he's beaten three times. As a head coach. As a head coach. The, only, the closest person to that, I would have to say, would be Clemson.
0: Mm, it's either Clemson or LSU. Uh,
1: no, uh, Orgeron, I don't think, Orgeron, I think Orgeron's only beat him, like, once. They they beat him last year. Yeah. I don't think they beat him the year before.
0: No, but I think they beat him two years ago.
1: But he wasn't there two years ago as a head coach.
0: Ah, that is correct. You are right.
1: That was uh, somebody else. So, what I'm saying is, Gus Malzon is the only coach that has beaten Nick Saban three times. <clears throat> like, I don't think... Urban Meyer, but I said active. Urban Meyer's probably beat him three times, but he's not an active coach anymore.
0: Yes, but that was also when Nick Saban would have been at LSU. 09, mm, he was
1: in, He was in. Uh, well, not 09, but like 07, I think. No, I can't remember when he came to Bama. I think it was 07.
0: I think it was 07 is when Nick Saban took over. I'm well, not...
1: if you remember, the Florida Gators were winning their titles in 07 09. Well, no, 05 to 07 is when they were winning their titles. But Urban Meyer then went to Ohio State, and I'm pretty sure he beat him in Ohio State too. So, but of active coaches, no. You will not find another coach in the country that is on an active roster right now that has beaten him three or more times. And if the world ends tomorrow, Obama fans, Auburn won the last one.
0: That is correct.
1: Until we get to freaking November. So, until then, fuck you. We won.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. helped.
1: I was holding the place kicks.
0: <laughs> now, I want to talk about this for a moment. We're getting off the sports now. Damn um, it. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Football season's right around the corner. I know you're itching for it.
1: God, I, dude, I, w- I went back and watched the replay of the Iron Bowl like two days ago <laughs> just because I was bored and wanted to watch football.
0: So, I came across this on Facebook, and I sent this to you. Uh, Somebody commented on Facebook. It says, if I had the power to do so, I would have gallows built in rows at the White House in Washington, D.C., for example, as many as traffic allows. Then white people will be hanged indiscriminately, and they will remain hanging until they stink. They will hang there as long as the principles of hygiene permit.
1: Actually, it says. I think it says sink. I think you misspelled stink.
0: No, no, it says stink. I didn't see the T when I read it. It says stink. As soon as they have been untied, the next batch will be strung up and so on down the line until the last white person in our nation's capital has been exterminated. Other cities will follow suit precisely in this fashion until all of America has been completely cleansed of whiteness. That was a post from a gentleman by the name of Adam Butch. B-U-T-S-C-H. See, now you're trying to dox
1: people. That's not
0: good. I don't give a shit in this case.
1: Uh, But allow me to give a hearty laugh
0: (laughs) because white people own 88% of the guns in this country. So somebody reported the comment to Facebook, and this was Facebook's response. We reviewed the comment that you reported and found that it doesn't go against any of our community standards. For this reason, we didn't take the comment down.
1: Well, now, my question is, you sent me a screenshot of that.
0: Yes. Did you actually
1: verify that that was legit?
0: I looked for it. I could not find it, so I'm guessing um, he was probably receiving some backlash and probably took it down himself. What I'm
1: saying is anybody could have photoshopped the terms and standards thing they say when it doesn't go against their terms and standards against that
0: picture. Well, it does say in the picture... And I will even show it to you so you can verify this. We didn't take down Adam Butch's comments.
1: Yeah, but again, I say they could have reported something else.
0: It's possible. Um, but like I said, I went back and tried to find the comment myself. I couldn't find it. So I'm betting he's probably already been receiving a shit ton of backlash and already took it down.
1: It's possible. You know how the internet works. Yes. But apparently a bunch of other people don't know how the internet works. Holy crap. This this is just like a little sidebar here. I was trolling Facebook the other day. It's, it's a thing I do. And you know that uh, picture where you have like Owen Wilson next to the Statue of Liberty? It says something about Keith Urban. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this meme group posted it. <laughs> and a bunch of people were like, oh. Uh, that's the statue of Liberty That's the statue of liberty. It's not whatever. It's not Mona Lisa. That's not even Keith Urban. That's Owen Wilson. <laughs> and I couldn't help but comment. I just, I was just like, I just tagged the dude that said the this stupid thing, and I was like, I had a bad first day too. <laughs> 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 like, that's all I can say because it's apparently his first day on the internet and he doesn't understand. We joking this
0: motherfucker, okay? You know. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like the same, kind of the same thing. Uh, someone posted a picture of Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi from Star Wars. And then, uh, you know, he's got his robes on and everything. He doesn't have a lightsaber, he's just got his robes on. And then it says on there, I bet you won't share this picture because you're too embarrassed to have Jesus on your timeline. <laughs> and the number of people going, that's not Jesus, that's Obi Wan Kenobi. I,
1: the, the, I think the best one I ever saw of that was somebody took down their grandmother's picture of Jesus and replaced it with Ewan McGregor, and she didn't notice. No, <laughs> like it was, it was like he took a picture of me, He He's like day five, she still hasn't noticed. Oh my god! <laughs> Which I mean, uh, let's be real. Like not a lot of Christians know where the white likeness of Jesus came from. True, <laughs> but I do.
0: Oh. Do you know where
1: it came from? Enlighten us. Do do you know where it came from? Enlighten me. You've played Assassin's Creed, right?
0: Yes. Yes, I have.
1: Okay, so you remember Assassin's Creed Brotherhood where you're fighting against the Borgias?
0: Yes. That was probably one of the best ones they did.
1: Yes. Well, a lot of the stuff that happens in that game is factually correct. It's historically accurate. Yes. Like a Borgia becoming a Pope. Correct. That happened. He commissioned the church to paint his son Cesar Borgia in the likeness of Jesus. And that's where white Jesus came from. Interesting. So when you're praying to your picture of white Jesus, you're praying to César Borgia. That's not Jesus. Hmm. Jesus was not a white man.
0: No, he was definitely Middle Eastern.
1: (laughs) It's it's mathematically impossible for him to have been a white man. Right. Which, Which leads me to... More questions. Where's he finding Matthew, Mark, Luke, Paul? Where's he finding these white dudes <laughs> in the fucking desert? <laughs> like, come on now. I get it. You know, we Christianity kind of took over the world, but uh, you didn't have to change the fucking names. Right, could have left them what they were. Yeah,
0: you know, first we had Ezekiel, uh, Jedediah, Noah. Well, not Jedediah. I don't think that was one of the names. It could have been. It could have been. It's more know.
1: believable than Matthew, Mark, and Luke.
0: <laughs> and Paul.
1: Like, come on. Like, I've never met a Paul that I was like, man, he could be an apostle. I could see that. Now I'm just like, man, I don't. But most people I meet named Paul, I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> There's no way Jesus would have liked you. <laughs> yeah, <you> dick. <laughs> But yeah, so Jesus was not a white man.
0: Oh, Mary, Mary, we forgot about Mary. Mary.
1: I could believe Mary before I believe Matthew, Mark, Luke, and
0: Paul. And John.
1: And John, like these are such like basic white names.
0: Hey, now now now, wait a minute now. Daniel. Daniel is a biblical name.
1: You are, a, you are a basic bitch of the white men.
0: <laughs> but then again, so am but I. I was going to say, Matt, Matthew. I'm
1: Matthew, so I'm I'm just as basic bitch as you are when it comes to fucking white people names.
0: But actually, no, if I'm not mistaken, Daniel is part of the Old Testament.
1: I don't care. He shouldn't have been there.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I, I looked up a thing. I'm going to look it up again. I'm,
1: I'm still saying he shouldn't have been there. Like, come on now, like, okay, Xerxes, that's more fucking believable than Daniel or Matthew or any of that shit.
0: Aha, uh-huh. here we go. Daniel is a masculine given name and a surname of Hebrew origin. It means "God is my judge."
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't fucking buy it.
0: And derives from two early biblical figures. Primary, primary among them. Daniel from the book of Daniel.
1: No shit. (laughs) I thought it might have been from like the the book of Mark. (laughs) We're going to talk about Daniel and Mark. We'll talk about Mark and Matthew and we'll get a little John and uh, Paul.
0: (laughs) Who did they talk about in Ezekiel? (laughs) I would assume Ezekiel. (laughs) This is my assumption. You know, that has probably got to be one of my most favorite books of the Bible because it's, It's in Ezekiel where God turns into a badass.
1: Well, define
0: badass. Like a, like, I will smite thee kind of badass.
1: No, he was smoting motherfuckers long (laughs) before Ezekiel.
0: Because, you know, for those of you who remember the movie Pulp Fiction and Samuel L. Jackson doing his... uh, Ezekiel twenty five First and foremost, the first half of that was not in the Bible. That is not Ezekiel. Ezekiel 25, 17. In the King James Version, if I'm quoting it correctly, I will smite down upon thee with great vengeance and furious rebukes those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers and you shall know that I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee.
1: Yeah, all the motherfuckers were completely ad-libbed. Yes. Not actually in the Bible. I looked for them. <laughs> I was like, wait, if he's dropping motherfucker in the Bible, this might be a book I need to check out. <laughs> it was not there. You looked, huh? Damn you, Samuel L. L actually stands for motherfucker. It does. Like no, Not many people know that, but the L. Well, that,
0: well no, I mean, it's, it's a Latin thing. Yeah, it's
1: got to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, but yeah so you know jesus wasn't
0: white no no he wasn't he so, was middle eastern
1: so we just lost a whole demographic right
0: there <laughs> oops <laughs> whoopsie <laughs> oh well <laughs> oh man now last thing we're going to talk about here hell yeah and i know you're looking forward to it Am I? You, you were tickled to death to tell me about it when I got here. Oh, yeah, that shit. <laughs> yeah, that shit. We're going back to Louisville for a minute.
1: Well, not so much Louisville. Just no, Just well, the dickheads that were there.
0: Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. Talking about the NFC. NFAC?
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit.
0: Uh, talking about the NFAC? <laughs> All
1: right, Stewie. <laughs> oh, maybe talking about the NFAC a little bit. <laughs> uh, beginning, middle, and end? <laughs> Something that the uh, protagonist has to overcome.
0: <laughs> so we, we talked about it uh, on the last show with uh, the NFAC member uh, freaking somehow or another having an ND and shooting three people.
1: Look, we, we, ser- we seriously should have ripped the fucking shit from Archer when he shot Brett from like three floors up. He was talking about we have like a legitimate magic That's bullet <laughs> going on. <laughs> <laughs> we should have ripped that audio put <laughs> in the show. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, yeah, so magic bullet going on. Yeah, ap- so, so apparently uh, it wasn't a lever action rifle. Okay. Uh, which I, I guess now makes a little bit more sense how three motherfuckers got shot. Uh,
0: well, so uh, what's his name? Grandmaster... Uh, uh, Grandmaster Jay. Grandmaster Funk, okay. No,
1: no that's a different person. <laughs> that is a completely different person.
0: First and foremost, you know he gave himself that name. People oh, don't God go around... Damn. You know, people don't call him... like Nobody was like, man, I'm going to call you Grandmaster Jay.
1: yeah, No, because... Okay, look. I have a nickname. You know my nickname. What is my nickname? Lassie. There you go. Where did it come from? My uh, last name. Yes. This motherfucker's name is like some. It's like Jeremiah something Johnson or some shit. Where you get a grandmaster out of any of that
0: bullshit? I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, hell, Okay, Grandmaster Funk. That, w- that was probably a fucking. It was a DJ. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, oh, yeah I was a DJ. Yeah. And and a lot in that situation, yeah, people get named things like that. Like Yeah, like
0: my my boss at work, my manager, he 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 named me DJ Dirty AF.
1: Yeah. So, I mean But
0: the, here's the thing about it. The AF does not stand for as fuck. It is not dirty as fuck. It's kind, of, it's kind of a play on words there. It has something to do with me being a Marine. So if you can figure it out, go on Facebook to Two Beards Talking and, and type your answer in.
1: And 10 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I don't know how he got that. He gave himself that nickname. Like, And by the way, by the, did, did we, we established this in the Geneva Convention. You can read it. It's black and white. If you give yourself a nickname, you're not fucking cool.
0: Right there in the Geneva Convention. What was that? What was that, Adam? Uh, Pixels. Yeah. It was uh, Pixels, and, and you had um, shit. I can't even think of his fucking name now. He played Tyrion on Game of Thrones, the, yeah. the, the short guy. Um, you mean the,
1: the short guy or the vertically challenged motherfucker?
0: The, the, the really short guy. Like,
1: are you dancing around the word midget? That yes. What? That's Peter Dinklage.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, Peter Dinklage. Because uh, when you say
1: short guy, I'm thinking, okay, people that are below, you know, five foot. You know, 10,
0: you know, but I can't, I can't remember his nickname in the movie, uh, for his character, but like everybody calls him outlaw and like, like, who calls you that? That's like, did you give yourself, who came, who did you come up with that? And his response to it is who cares who came up with it? It's totally tubular.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I'm pretty sure that's what Grandmaster J's doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. if you give yourself a nickname, you're not You're cool. You're a loser. You're not cool. You're just not cool.
0: Uh, you know, I've had multiple nicknames throughout the years. <laughs>
1: I gave you most of them.
0: Emmy the Immigrant. <laughs> My bad. You called me Emmy the Immigrant all through high school because you found out I was born in South Korea.
1: I, that was not the only one I called you. <laughs> also called you a goddamn Puerto Rican a bunch. Uh, Yeah, you called me that, too.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was... Oh, my God. Like I said, we were hellions when we were kids. (laughs) Cancelled. Cancelled, yes. Um, Emmy the Immigrant, uh, goddamn Puerto Rican. Um, (laughs) When I was in the military, I was called everything from Joe Dirt to Colonel Sanders. Uh, Piece of shit. Piece D- of shit. Dumb fuck. Yes. Cocksucker. Yes. Just pick,
1: an, just pick an obscenity that can be placed at a person. He was called that because he was in the Marines.
0: Yes. Um, and that was that was within like the first five days of boot camp.
1: That was in the first five seconds of boot camp.
0: <laughs> no, no. The receiving drill instructor, he was cool. Like, I mean, he cussed, but he didn't really berate any of us. Oh, so was, he
1: was cussing, but not cussing at you.
0: Yes, he was cussing to us, not at us.
1: Yeah. So, oh, it was the next
0: Yeah, it was on on Black Friday, as a matter of fact. For those of you who don't know anything about Marine Corps Boot Camp, um, well, the Marine Corps in general has a tendency to take things that are good and wholesome and fun from your childhood, like Field Day, for example. And ruin them. You know, in high school, Field Day was a great day. Field Day was, we all go out, as an entire school, we go out to the football field, and there's, like, track events and tug-of-war, and... Uh, you know, who can throw snorting the softball, pixie sticks. you know, who can throw the softball the furthest. Yes. Yeah, snorting pixie sticks, which we did that in class too, but <laughs> we didn't need field day for that.
1: No, we were we, yeah, just something to do.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, Birds that like was, luck. that was field day. That was field day. And then I get to the Marine Corps and field day is no longer, you know, the first time I heard field day in the Marine Corps, I was like, Holy shit, we're going to have field day. That's cool. We're going to do like tug of war and shit. That's awesome. No field day is fucking cleaning.
1: Yeah. And if it weren't cleaning, I figure it would be like the Q course or something. Yeah. (laughs) Something (laughs) equally shitty.
0: Yeah. Field day in the Marine Corps is cleaning and it's usually done on Thursdays with a room inspection to follow on Friday. And you know, they just, they take black Friday to us in the civilian world. Black Friday is the day when everybody goes to Walmart or Kmart or Target or whatever, and you buy some awesome shit at what should be retail price, but, you know, inflation and whatnot.
1: Inflation, hell, though, they set the price high intentionally.
0: Yes, they do. So they
1: can mark it down to make you feel like you're getting a fucking
0: deal. Exactly, yeah. If you go to Walmart in May and you spend $1,500 on that 75-inch 4K TV, you're a fucking idiot.
1: Well, no, if you go to Walmart in May and you spend $1,500 on that TV, you're going to be like, God damn, I wish I hadn't spent $1,500 on that TV. But for some reason, when it's November,
0: that same TV is now $1,500 is now $400.
1: No, it's still $1,500. They marked the price way the fuck up. So when they cut it back down to maybe just a little bit below retail price, you're like, well, I'm getting a great fucking deal. No, you're not. You're paying the same fucking thing you would have paid yesterday. Either way. You just have to get stabbed for it now.
0: Yeah, so Black Friday and... Oh, my God. Jesus fucking Christ. I actually saw something like that almost fucking happen. I literally almost saw a guy get fucking stabbed at the PX in fucking Buford, South Carolina. On Black Friday.
1: (laughs) Were they selling at the PX on Black Friday?
0: TVs. God damn it. And here was the thing about it. The PX screwed up. These TVs were supposed to be marked at $1,000. $999. They mispriced them. At $99.
1: Oh, shit. I'd have stabbed
0: somebody for that. And they only had 10 of them.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd have have ganked a motherfucker for one of those. So,
0: very first person in line bought all 10 of them. Oh, what a dick. He paid the same amount he was going to pay for one for all 10 TVs. What? Because it was mispriced, and he made the store fucking honor it.
1: What a dick. I'd have stabbed him, too. (laughs) I'd have been like, listen here, motherfucker. You give me one of them TVs, or I'm gonna have to shank you.
0: Oh, he kept he kept one or two of them, and then he sold the rest of them for like 800 bucks a piece. Oh yeah, he made bank off that. Oh fuck yes, he did.
1: But uh, we rabbit trailed back to the not
0: yeah uh, so.
1: f- non firing ass citizens.
0: Yes, uh, so the non firing ass citizens, so. which this
1: further proves they're non firing ass citizens.
0: Yes, so um, you know, bitch, Master Jay, uh... <laughs> you, I'll, I'll let you sit because I, I haven't seen the video that you were telling me about. So I'll let, I'll let you go on to describe this.
1: So this man that claims that he was in the military, I'm beginning to suspect he was not. You know, have we got a DD 214 on this motherfucker yet. Anybody, anybody, I don't think so. So this man that claims that he was in the military, first off in a Facebook live video was trying to explain why the negligent discharge happened. And first thing is, he said that he bought uh, a rifle. He called it an XR 15. I never heard of an XR 15 in my fucking life. And I've been shooting guns since I was four. Still never heard of an XR 15. But he claims he bought it in the 90s while he was in Germany. Couple things. Uh, really hard to buy a gun overseas and bring it back. Really fucking hard. Not impossible but really fucking hard. Secondly, he referred to this XR 15, which when I looked at it, looked like a standard AR 15. Uh, he referred to it as a bullpup and he didn't call it a bullpup because of the reasons you would call it a bullpup because those of, those in the know, know that a bullpup is a gun where the magazine is loaded behind the action Instead of underneath it to the front of the action. I'm
0: going to interject real quick because I just wanted to make sure. I looked up XR15 bullpup, and the very first thing that pops up is a video that says the lies and obvious incompetence of NFAC's Grandmaster Jake.
1: Okay, so now we have confirmation that XR15s don't exist, and that he doesn't. Well, no, the- no, no, no.
0: There is such a there is a such rifle as the XR15. It's made by Saber Defense. They run about fifteen hundred dollars. Um, let me see it. Let me get it pulled back up here. Um, let's see here. XR 15 rifle images. Uh, let's see here. So this is the Sabre Sabre defense XR 15, a three. Let me get a look at that. It's a, it's a fucking, it's an M 16.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's that's kind of what his rifle looked like. So maybe it was an XR15.
0: Now, however, there is also, I don't know if this is a video game. Yeah, it's from Roblox. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> it's it's a it's a fucking uh modded assault rifle from Roblox called the XR15. But and that's what it looks like.
1: Yeah, no. Uh but also that picture you just so- showed me is not a bullpup.
0: No, it is not.
1: The rifle he was holding was not a bullpup.
0: No, like you were saying, a bullpup rifle is a rifle where the magazine is loaded in behind the action.
1: Yes, uh, in a standard AR-15 or M16 or M4. If you, mag- if
0: you go from the front of the weapon, you have the barrel, you have the foregrip, you have the magazine well, you have the trigger, the pistol grip, and the buttstock. And a bullpup rifle... The best example that I can give of a bullpup rifle is the, uh, FN FS 2000.
1: Or if you've ever played call of duty, the aug.
0: Yes. The aug is a bullpup rifle. The, uh, FN Herstal FS 2000 rifle is a bullpup rifle.
1: I believe you can get certain SKSs in a bullpup configuration.
0: Yes, you can You can modify an SKS to put it in a bullpup configuration.
1: But most of the time, uh, the telltale uh, sign is that the magazine goes in behind, behind the,
0: the pistol grip.
1: Behind the action of the weapon. Yes. So, for one, he was not holding a bullpup. For two, he said the reason he called it a bullpup was because... The recoil was such that it would knock you on your ass. Well, I have shot 308s, 30Alt6s, 3030s, 223, 556, 9mm, 45, uh, shit, uh, 12 gauge, 20 gauge, 10 gauge. I've shot a shit ton of calibers.
0: I'll put it to you like this the XR15, whatever he's calling it, the XR15, the AR15, the M4, the M16, any two, two, three, five, five, six variant fucking rifle. I have held the buttstock directly against my crotch and pulled the trigger.
1: Well, I'm not doing that. Cause I'm not going for punishment. There's no fucking punishment. I don't like getting, I don't like it when people look at my nuts wrong away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> point is that that rifle, the AR 15, the M4, the M16, they all fire the same fucking round the 556 five, or the 223 yeah. which is a 22 variant, variant. Yep. there's no
1: there's 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 negligible recoil like you feel you feel it it is a 22 caliber rifle you will feel recoil but that's because every action equal and opposite reaction for the most part it's not yes. equal but there is an opposite reaction. You're, you're throwing something out the front of the gun, so it's naturally going to push the gun back. Yes. So you are going to feel recoil. But it's not enough to knock you down. Even a 308 is isn't enough to knock you down. I have seen people shoulder fire 50 cal BMGs and not be knocked down. Matt Best does it all the time.
0: I saw Jerry Michelek do it. He, and he's old as fuck.
1: But Matt Bass does it all the time. He'll shoulder a fucking fifty cal and just pull the trigger like it ain't shit.
0: And he that's had, fifty. He had a semi-automatic Barrett, and he did a video in response to the the New York Times reporter, whoever the fuck it was, that claims he got PTSD from firing the rifle and bruised his shoulder and everything. First and foremost, you're a fucking bitch. But yes, Matt Bass did a did a reaction video to it where he takes a Barrett 50 BMG semi-automatic rifle from the standing, shoulders it, and just you can't really rapid-fire it, but, I mean, it was like bang, 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 bang.
1: He was shooting as fast as the gun would cycle. Yes. Um, he was giving no... He, he always It wasn't a, a, um, an accuracy thing. He wasn't trying to get follow-up shots. He was just proving that you can stand still fire this rifle, and not bruise your fucking shoulder. Right. Uh, so anyways, his the NFAC Grandmaster Jay, whatever the fuck he is, in saying that it will knock your ass down, well, I want to say, well, he's never shot it, and he's never been to the range. Oh, but wait.
0: Oh, he has been to the range. He has
1: been to the range,
0: and, and there was video of it. Yes, please, please, please. Please, I'm begging you, pretty please, with sugar and whipped cream and a cherry on top. Go on YouTube and look up NFAC Range Day. It is
1: hilarious. He, they are at an indoor range. Uh, for those of you that have never been to an indoor range, I assume most of them operate similarly. For the most part, uh, yeah. You've got a little button pad on the little stall.
0: Yeah, you've, you've either got a electro, an, an electronic target retrieval system. Where the target just goes back and forth on the wire, and you have an electronic motor that's doing it. Or it's a manual system where you hang the target, and you have to manually run the wire out.
1: But in most cases, it's usually the former, which is the button system. And the last one I went to was in Texas. And if you hit A, it went out to about 10 yards. You went to B, it went out to about 20 yards. Right. And when you got out to D, you were at like 50 yards. Yes, so that was like the max, but you could pre you could program that so you you could run it in, you could hit some numbers and make it like so go to seven or twelve. You could make it go anywhere between zero and fifty. You wanted it to go. So watching this video, I'm gonna say he was probably at the beginning of the video somewhere around seven to ten yards with his XR15 or AR15, whatever the fuck he was shooting. It had a red dot on it, and at 7 to 10 yards, he fired three shots and did not hit paper. He, he brings the target carriage in, and you look, and there's no holes in the paper. So he goes, huh, and moves it back further, shoots a few more times, reels it back in, no hits on paper out of the probably 20 to 30 shots you see him fire he gets 7 on paper in the most ideal conditions you can have indoor no wind nobody shooting back at you
0: and here here's the other thing that i noticed you know he he took a lot of his shots from the kneeling And this further proves that he knows jack shit about fucking guns, especially the (coughs) AR-15, any AR system. He has the magazine resting on the bench. Now, for those of you that don't know anything about the AR system, if you put pressure on the magazine and push it further up into the rifle, which resting it on the magazine on a bench will cause this, you're going to end up causing the gun to jam. You're going to end up getting double feeds, uh, all kinds of stuff.
1: Yes, and also for those of you out here that don't know, if you grip the magwell, you can cause the gun to jam.
0: Well, n- gripping the magwell is fine if you grip the magazine.
1: Well, it's, the problem is is the way people grip the magwell is they ride half the, they ride low and grip the bottom 50%, putting pressure on the magazine. Yes. If you go all the way up, you could still cause it because your hand you're, the average person's hand is bigger than the length of the magwell that you can actually get a grip on
0: the way i do it is uh i will form an l between my thumb and my index finger and i will actually come in from an angle and go right into that little recessed groove area between the magwell and the foregrip the forestock and I will grab that area. I won't rest my hand completely against the mag well. Like I said, I'll have my hand come in an angle and use that to pull the weapon back into my shoulder tighter.
1: And, you know, if uh, recoil management and fast follow-up shots aren't a thing you have to worry about, that's fine. Uh, But most people that shoot ARs are trying to do fast follow-up shots and recoil management. So they tend to, you know, either put a grip on it or C clamp. Yeah. Let's uh, talk
0: about the fact that he's at an indoor firing range and he's wearing full fucking kit.
1: Oh, God. I, that was ridiculous. Like, and well, I wouldn't say full kit. He didn't have like a war belt on, but he definitely had a chest. He, he had head. an
0: LBV on. Yeah. He was wearing a carrier. He. <laughs> okay. We never, when I was in the Marine Corps, unless we were doing combat shooting drills. Because, you know, we train how we fight. If we were just going out to the rifle range for annual qualification, we were wearing a fucking flak jacket. There's no need to. No.
1: Because you're standing still. You're going to take your shots from the standing. You're going to take your shots from the kneeling. You're going to take your shots from the prone. I guess that's how y'all do it. Yeah. And then you're done. Exactly. That's your qualifier. But now, if you're out on the range and they're like, hey, we're going to do field of fire, we need you to go over here to this, drop down to kneeling, put two shots on target, roll over here, two shots on target, you need to be in full
0: kit. Yeah, we don't, we don't do John Woo shit like that, but... But, uh, you know,
1: shit like that. If you're going to do, like, a field of fire exercise, shit like that, you need to be in full kit.
0: Yeah, if we're, if we're doing any type of combat training, then, you know, we'll be rocking uh, helmets, flax, all that other shit. But just for shooting qualification... No. 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 You, the most you're going to have on is a fucking gear belt with a couple of mag pouches.
1: Yeah, and, and that's, that's the... I don't think I've ever seen militia guys at the range in full kit. No. Not a standing range. No. Like I said, if they were doing actual drills, then yes, you know, you got at least a war belt on.
0: You know, you and I go to the range. I don't wear my fucking plate carrier and my Kevlar. Although, with some of these dumbasses around here, I probably should.
1: Yeah, we fucking need to. Like, there's been several times I pulled up to Leesburg going, "Mm, I might want to put on the fucking vest.
0: You know, that (laughs) that old man who was shooting his fucking Glock for the first time who kept fucking... (laughs) I still cannot... Like, nobody explained to this man. And I get it. You know, he, he, he's an older man. It's his first time shooting a semi-automatic pistol. He's used to revolvers, and he's used to having to cycle the action and everything. Okay, I get that. Nobody explained to him that with a semi-automatic pistol, you don't have to do that. So he's extracting every other shell when he fires. Yeah. You know, he's got a 15-round magazine. He's only getting seven shots out of it, and... You know, he, see, he sees me and Matt set up a little bit down the line with our camera and our rifles. And, you know, we look like we know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, for the most part. Um, so, you know, he asks me to come over and he says, you know, this is supposed to be a 15 round magazine, but I'm only getting seven shots to fire out of it. Well, my first thought is, are you only loading seven shots? And then, you know, he loads up a full magazine. I watch him shoot. Bang. And then he racks the slide and extracts the round that was just chambered. Okay, well, here's your problem. You don't have to reset the slide every time you shoot it. Yeah. The gun does that for you.
1: Yeah, but I I can't even use his knowledge of revolvers to give him, because revolvers, you damn well know the cylinder's going to roll. So, worst case scenario, you just pull the hammer back.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it. not only does he not know how a semi-automatic pistol functions, uh, he also apparently does not know weapon safety rules because he would fire a couple of rounds, and then he would bring the gun down and flag the entire fucking line with a loaded pistol.
1: Which, by entire fucking line, meant me and you, because we were the only ones to the left of him. Yes. <laughs> Everybody else was safe because they were to the right.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> It was it uh, was it was it was a, it was a bad day, but and I finally you know I felt bad, but I finally had to yell at him and tell him, uh, you know if if you if you flag this line again, then I'm going to consider it as a threat.
1: Yeah, yeah, you fucking, it. Your gun stays pointed downrange.
0: That. Safe direction. Even if you know for a fact that it's unloaded and you've got the slide locked to the rear, no magazine inserted, is completely conditioned for, you still leave the fucking muzzle pointed downrange. Yeah, because
1: unless I'm setting a target, I should never be downrange. Precisely. And if I'm setting a target, then it's pretty much just standard operating procedure. Everybody knows guns on the table.
0: Guns on the table, back away from them.
1: Guns on the table, back away, guns on safe, even unloaded if you want. If you want to take that extra step, you know, take the magazine out of it, you know, pull the fucking live round out of the fucking, out of the pipe, you know, there are many steps, but at least guns on the table, safety's on. Yes. But yeah, there's been several times, but like I said, I've seen, I've seen militia guys do a little training and well, not training. I've seen militia guys out there shooting. Yeah. And,
0: and they weren't full kit. So now let's talk about old Grandmaster Jay's explanation of how this guy managed to shoot three people.
1: Oh, it's fucking fabulous.
0: So those of you who are familiar with the AR-15 system, uh, you you are familiar with what I call bump loading. Bump loading is where the bolt is locked to the rear.
1: Last round hold open.
0: Last round hold open, or you manually locked the bolt to the rear, whatever. If you hit the buttstock of the rifle with enough force, you will cause the bolt to release and go home. So, his explanation for what happened was this guy had a magazine inserted, the bolt locked to the rear. And something happened that caused force to get put on the buttstock of the weapon. And I'm not talking about just low, steady pressure. I'm talking like actually hit it, you know, smack. Yeah. And it chambered around and at the same time caused the round to go off. Now, as I was explaining to you earlier, I have seen in very rare instances where the firing pin retaining pin was deteriorated. And when the bolt slammed home, it caused the firing pin to sling forward, and that can cause a negligent discharge. I have seen that firsthand.
1: But it's rare.
0: It's very rare.
1: But he was trying to say... What he was basically trying to do, he was trying to say that the AR platform is an open bolt design. That's what he was trying to say. For those of you that don't know what an open bolt is, it means if you look at a Chris vector... When you pull the trigger and the action cycles, the bolt stays to the rear. That gun is ready to fire. The bolt doesn't have to be closed. So, yeah, in that instance, it's possible that every time you gave it significant enough force on the buttstock, you would fire around. Because they're meant to fire in that from that condition.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um The, uh, the M240 Bravo machine gun that we use in the military is an open bolt. Yeah. No, I believe it's an open bolt. I'd have to go back and check. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been a while since I've messed with any.
1: Aren't most bolt, aren't most belt feds open bolt configuration?
0: For the most part. Yes. Um, I believe the 50 Cal, the m 250 Cal is an open bolt.
1: Um I would assume anything with a belt would be.
0: Yes get, and yes and no. you gotta
1: get that belt through and it's gotta sit there and then go in and then the belt's gotta feed out and then the bolt has to go home to hit some, the round and come there, back.
0: There are some like the saw. Um I believe the saw is a closed bolt. Um I wanna say I know I'm I'm almost certain that the M two fifty cal is an open bolt. Uh, I believe the Mark nineteen is an open bolt. The two forty might be a closed bolt.
1: I can guarantee you that the Chris Vector is an open bolt.
0: So basically, open bolt design, like he was saying, the bolt locks to the rear. And then that is how you fire the weapon. The bolt is locked to the rear. You pull the trigger. The bolt goes home. And basically, the firing pin is already protruding from the bolt. Yes. So when that bolt goes home, it smacks the round. It comes back and locks into position for the next round. So... The AR-15 does not work that way. The AR-15 will not fire if the bolt is to the rear. Nope. Basic. The way the AR-15 works: a round is cycled, the bolt is closed. When you pull the hammer, or when you pull the trigger, it releases the hammer, which then strikes the firing pin, causes the firing pin to push forward, and puncture the um, primer. The primer. Thank you puncture the primer in the round, and that causes the round to go off. The gases being expelled from that then cause the bolt to cycle back and come back and chamber the next round. So it is a closed bolt system.
1: Yes, it is. Um, So he claims to have been in the military. Anybody in the military will know that the AR-15 or the M4 is a closed bolt design. Even if you were the lowliest admin guy, you probably still went on the range during basic training at least once. You had, you had to do weapons qualification at least once. And then you probably have to do it again at least once every year or two, every other year. So they know that it's a closed-bolt gun. They know that striking the buttstock... Is not going to cause the gun to go off unless tragedy strikes.
0: Unless all of the planets are aligned.
1: Like it, it's if that happens, then Jesus, you were meant to have a negligent negligent discharge. Like all the stars aligned, a perfect storm of events has came together to make you have that negligent discharge. Yes. Uh, other than that, can't be done.
0: And even then, that wouldn't even really be considered a negligent discharge. That would just be considered mechanical failure of the weapon.
1: Yeah, it's not... I I consider a negligent discharge any time someone pulls the trigger and was not meaning to pull the trigger.
0: A negligent discharge is a discharge of the weapon caused by negligence.
1: Uh, If it's a mechanical failure, you can't blame the shooter for that. Right. But, uh, in this case... I don't think it was mechanical failure. I think he had his booger hook on the bank switch, and his gun was fucking condition one. Like, it's fucking hot, ready to go, no safety, or safety's not fucking on. Safety couldn't have been on. Couldn't have been. No. So I'm thinking gun is fucking loaded and ready to go. His fucking booger hook's on the bang switch. He's not paying attention to what he's doing. And then, boom.
0: And... You know, if, if you're one of these freaking gear queers who. Uh, Canceled. Yep. <laughs> who thinks that they've got to put all kinds of. Fuck- First and foremost, an AR-15 with a stock trigger is like three and a half to four pounds. Yeah. It's, it's, that's that that's, that's a fairly light trigger.
1: Yeah. I mean, would I like to have a fucking, you know, Taccon 3MR? Sure.
0: Yeah. You know, i know, I ran a Taccon 3MR trigger system in one of my ARs. And, uh, it's, it's already a lighter trigger system as it is. I think it's, uh, it's about, it's about a two and a half to three pound trigger pull. And then it has a third firing mode where a little bar raises up behind the hammer. And it basically allows you to do really rapid successive follow-up shots. Doesn't really change the pull of the trigger. It just it stops the hammer from fully traveling back to reset. It just makes it to where the hammer stops right at the reset point. So that way, as soon as the bolt recycles, you're ready to fire again.
1: Yeah, but uh, I would. Would I love to have one? Yeah, they'd be cool. But the standard in most cases, the the, the trigger that comes in your AR, perfectly adequate. Absolutely. Uh, you, it, you can be accurate with them. You can fire quickly with them.
0: Yep. If I had to guess, I'd say this is probably one of those idiots that instead of buying a $600 rifle and getting a thousand dollars worth of training, he bought a $1,600 rifle, got no training and probably put another $500 worth of crap into it that he didn't need.
1: Yeah. I mean, come, on, I, I've got, I've got my AR. It's got an optic. It's got a light. That's that's what I that's what I that's what I want on it. I want an optic. I want a light. That's about it. It's really all you need. Uh, the only other thing I want to add to it, offset irons, just in case my optic goes down. Batteries do go dead, so I wanna I want to get me some offset. And irons. And
0: EMP is the thing.
1: Yeah, EMP is the thing. But I wanna I wanna offset some. I wanna get some offset irons. Call it a day. That's all you need. I mean, you don't need a fucking cappuccino machine hanging off your goddamn
0: AR would be nice though yeah it would be pretty
1: fucking sweet and have a curie hanging on the side of that motherfucker
0: it would be pretty fucking dope in,
1: you know in between ceasefires you drink a cup of coffee yeah yeah pretty cool but yeah you don't you don't need that shit
0: you spilled my macchiato
1: but i mean i've seen people with like their fucking thousand dollar rifle with a thousand dollar optic on it with a three hundred dollar flashlight a uh, fucking
0: a five hundred dollar trigger. Uh,
1: yeah, a five hundred dollar trigger, a two hundred dollar peck box. What the fuck do you need a peck box for? Are you clearing rooms? First fuck and no, first you're not. and
0: foremost, if you can find a fucking peck box for two hundred dollars, you let me know and I'll go buy ten of them.
1: Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, what do you need that shit for? Um, what do you need? The, I, I get some people want lasers on their shit, but again, I say, are you fucking clearing rooms? Because if you're not fucking clearing rooms, you don't really need a fucking laser. Sorry. I don't have a laser. I still think I could clear a room. Don't really need a laser to clear a room. It's you're barrel aiming.
0: At that point, yeah.
1: You are going to point it in the general direction of the motherfucker that need be shot and you're going to pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> if
1: you need a excuse me, if you need a laser for that, you're a shitty marksman.
0: Yeah, so uh, Grandmaster Jay has, has has very adequately proven that he knows jack shit about what the fuck he's talking about.
1: I think he knows less than jack shit. I don't know what less than jack shit is.
0: Well, he, he, he knows jack and shit, and Jack just left town.
1: Yeah, he has negative knowledge about firearms. Yes. So basically, he has the same knowledge of firearms that your average Democrat does. Uh, yeah. I would say probably even less than that. Well no, because he knows he knows where the bullets go and he knows how to make them come out the other end
0: I'm, st- I'm still convinced I mean I, you know I want to try and give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm still convinced that somebody loaded his magazines with fucking bullets or with blanks blank I, bullets. there we I, go. I, I don't I don't I, I really want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, you know I mean shit at 10 fucking yards. I can, Jesus fucking Christ, I can hip fire from 10 yards and hit the damn target.
1: I can turn my Glock upside down and fire it with my pinky and hit paper at 10 yards. Yeah. It's not, that is, okay, people, go to a fucking football field, find the 10 yard line, go stand at the goal line and tell me you couldn't hit a human sized paper target with a fucking blowgun.
0: At that distance. I mean, shit, the AR, the, the, the the airsoft rifle that I sold you.
1: Yeah, oh God, I can hit it from fucking 40 yards. Uh,
0: sh- you least. can hit it from a hundred yards.
1: Um, yeah, but I mean, it's not going to have too much ass when it gets there. Eh. But yeah, I mean, I have airsoft guns that I can tr- literally shoot at 20 yards and put holes in paper.
0: And for those of you who aren't familiar with airsoft, uh, you're, Basically firing modern day muzzle loaders. I mean, there's no rifling. It's a freaking ball pellet going down a smooth barrel, and you really have no idea where it's going to come out at.
1: Oh, I, well, you know where it's coming out. It's coming out the end of the barrel. You don't know where it's going to go after it leaves the barrel.
0: No, I mean, yeah, that's what I was getting at.
1: But yeah, and, and I think even at ten yards or twenty yards or thirty yards, I can be accurate with it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, they have, they have what's called a hop-up system in them, and it's basically just a rubber bushing that uh, puts pressure onto the BB and causes spin. Yeah. Um, causes backspin, which is supposed to help uh, add a little bit level of accuracy to it. Um, but if you got a dirty barrel or some really cheap BBs, you know, they might come out straight. They might come out and immediately shoot off to the right. They might immediately come out and raise up.
1: No, oh, I've seen that hundreds of times. Like, people would be shooting at me from five feet away, and their BBs are going over my head. And I'm like, ha your hop-up fucking sucks.
0: Bow. Yeah, you need to turn your hop-up down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's my favorite thing is when people don't have to fucking adjust their hop-up. Yeah. <laughs> and I get to shoot them from five feet away, and they're like, well, I was hitting you. No, the fuck you weren't. That shit was going over my head.
0: Yep. Um... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean even that we can be more accurate than what this guy was.
1: Yeah, if if you can't put if you can't put lead through paper at 10 yards consistently, you you're fucked in a firefight.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Um so if NFAC happens to show up in your neighborhood, don't
1: worry, uh, they'll
0: shoot themselves before they shoot you. Exactly. <laughs>
1: like, case in point, I took my fiance when I, we got her a pistol for Christmas. Um, She's experienced in shooting shotguns and rifles. She's never really had the experience of shooting a pistol. She's never had the opportunity. So I got her one for Christmas. We went out to the range. I said, all right, we're going to, we could have started at five yards, but I, I hit the A button. It went to five yards. And I was like, you think you can hit that? And she's like, oh, yeah, I can hit that. I was like, all right, you want to go back to 10? She's like, yeah, let's push it back to 10. So he pushed it back to 10. I was like, all right, let's fire a few rounds, get, get, get the feel for the recoil. So she fired a few. She was hitting paper with a gun she had never fired before. Was she hitting 10 ring? No, she wasn't hitting 10 ring. Um, little recoil anticipation. But she was still hitting She was still hitting paper inside the actual black markings You know, she was hitting in the sevens and the eights, a couple in the nines, at 10 yards, having never fired this pistol before, having never fired a pistol before, and she was still on paper at 10 yards. I gave her the most basic instruction. I was like, rear sight, front side, line them up, shoot the thing. She was like, deal. And she was on paper in under five minutes. So that's an untrained person with a weapon system they've never used before on paper in under five minutes. This man is supposedly an expert marksman that was in the military, and he's not on paper in his first three shots at 10 yards. (laughs) Dude, you're not an expert marksman.
0: You're an expert bullshitter.
1: He can't even be an expert bullshitter. Because if I were him... And I was in that situation, I'm like, alright guys, we're going to do a range day. And we get there, and the person that's videotaping me, and I shoot my first three shots, and they don't hit paper at ten yards, I'm going to say, cut, cut the camera, cut the camera, delete that shit. You will not see me pull the trigger until there are holes in that fucking paper.
0: But you will see Matt find out how hot a gas block gets after you've been running a bump stock on an AR-15.
1: Complete, complete loss of awareness. I was like, hey, let's just put this thing down. Ow, that's a gas block. Fucking (laughs) shit, those exist. Completely forgot the gas blocks existed for a solid 15 seconds.
0: Oh, man, that was a good day. But you know
1: what? You give me that rifle right now, I better hit paper.
0: And I bet you don't touch the gas block again.
1: (laughs) Fuck no, I don't. Those motherfuckers get hot. I don't know if you've ever touched one, but they're warm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which, by the way, you remember the AR pistol I was building? Yes. And then got rid of that and got my rifle?
0: Yes.
1: Okay, so my buddy has that. It has the same rifle barrel length that yours had. His got nowhere near as hot as yours. And I don't know why that is.
0: Um, because we were using bump stock and had fired several hundred rounds the day that no, you burned?
1: No, I'm talking about your pistol. The AR pistol that you had. Uh-huh. He, had, he has a pistol of the same barrel length. Right. you remember how hot your pistol used to get? Like, you'd shoot it and be like, God damn, that's fucking hot. Yeah. His didn't do that. So, I'm trying to figure out what was up with your pistol, the reason it got so damn hot.
0: Probably that Lantac that I had on there.
1: Because, man, you shoot two or three rounds on yours, and you're like, all right, it's time for the fucking gloves. You get to put gloves on.
0: Yeah, it was probably that Lantac Dragon Muzzle Brake that I had on there.
1: He shot two or three magazines through his, no gloves, didn't even, it got warm, didn't get hot.
0: Yeah, if I hadn't, um, I had a, uh, I had a Lantac Dragon Muzzle Brake on my AR pistol, and, uh... The Lantec is designed to... Scare people? Well, aside from that, um, it reduces a lot of recoil. So you can get some really... As a matter of fact, there's a video of me on YouTube shooting my AR rifle with a bump stock using this Lantec Dragon muzzle brake. And I'm talking zero recoil.
1: Actually, it doesn't get rid of recoil. It just makes recoil somebody else's fucking problem. Yes. It's not your problem anymore.
0: It, it, it basically operates under the same function as the muzzle brake on a Barrett 50 cal. Yeah,
1: it ports uh, it away.
0: It ports it away and out to the side. So if you're standing off to the side of me while I'm shooting this thing, you're going to feel it. In your chest. Yes. <laughs> um. Repeatedly. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, there's a video of me on YouTube shooting an AR-15 with a bump stock, uh, using the Lantac Dragon muzzle brake, and I mean there is no muzzle rise to this thing at all.
1: Yeah, and, and if I would if I would have put that same system on my AR, at the time, dude, I'd have got muzzle flip bad, dude. My I would have started on target and I would have finished with my fucking you, rifle you 15 had- degrees higher.
0: You would have had to start at the crotch and let it just walk its way up to the head. No, pinky toe. <laughs> Dude, it,
1: like, with that, yeah, I would have had to start at your pinky toe, and by the end of the magazine, I probably would have hit you in the head.
0: But the downside to that Landtack Dragon muzzle break, it's not really good or ideal for shooting at nighttime, um, because hellacious muzzle flash. There's a reason they call it the dragon.
1: Well, unless you are 100% okay with everyone. In a three-mile radius, knowing exactly where the fuck you're at. Because the first, we, we tested, because we wanted to see how bright it was. And where I live, there's decency laws. You can be loud as fuck from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Well, it gets dark here around 8, 9 o'clock. Right. That is within the decency laws, so you can still shoot your gun. We wanted to see how bright this fucker was. So we waited till it got pitch black, fired one round into a standing target, and goddamn. Um
0: yeah, the fireball that came out of this thing, uh if you if you had been e- probably even if I had just fired a blank.
1: It would it would have burned your face off.
0: Yes, if you if you had been within three feet of the friggin' muzzle, um, you you, you would have gotten some burns from it. Yeah. Uh hellacious. That, again, that's why they call it the Dragon, because it shoots out a ball of fire. So,
1: for all you shooters out there, if your buddy comes to your house and says, Hey, I got the Landtag Dragon Muzzle break on the weapon, you know, we're going to go shoot it. Give this motherfucker a wide berth, or you're going to get some fucking singed beard hairs. Yes. It, it's it's going to end poorly for you.
0: Yes, but it is, like I said, it it will do some shit for your fucking recoil.
1: Well, I mean, I got the Warthog, and, <laughs> and it does just as good. Yeah. But no, no fucking fireball. Well, yeah. I still want to get a linear comp too. Those are cool. Well, have you ever seen a linear comp? I have. Yeah. It looks like a fucking suppressor, but not.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want one of those. <laughs> I'm thinking about ordering one of those and taking the warthog off.
0: Like, I actually almost bought a mock suppressor from my AR-15. And the way this thing works is it almost acts kind of like a barrel shroud, so the barrel goes into it and then threads at the uh, at the end.
1: Oh, so it makes it kind of look like it's so integrally it, suppressed.
0: It well, no, not integrally suppressed. It looks like a fourteen-inch barrel with a suppressor on it. Oh. but like I said, it just it shrouds over the barrel and then threads in at the end.
1: Oh, that'd be cool.
0: So, I mean, it doesn't do dick for sound suppression or anything like that. Uh, do anything pretty it, cool? No. No. It, it just, just it, it, it just, just looks, looks, looks cool. cool. Yeah. It looks like you've got a 14-inch suppress barrel.
1: Yeah, and people are like, hey, goddamn, got that fucking stamp tax going on now.
0: <laughs> no. no.
1: No, wait till I pull the trigger. You'll know. It's going to be fucking loud.
0: <laughs> but I've seen some people at the range with it, and, you know, the range that we go to out at, at Leesburg... Um, Pretty much every law enforcement agency in Etowah County uses that range.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so if you're doing something
0: illegal, don't do it there. Um, But I've seen people with those mock suppressors go out there and, like, Etowah County Sheriff come up and see it on there and say, hey, you got a tax stamp for that? Uh, That's a short-barreled rifle with a suppressor. And the guy sitting there arguing with them going, no, it's not. It's a mock suppressor. Pick the damn thing up and shoot it. Yeah. And I actually saw one guy shoot it thinking it really was suppressed. So he shot it without a ear pro. Yeah, you don't do that. No, you don't do that out at Leesburg.
1: It, it's it's loud. For one, you're shooting right into a fucking mountain. Uh,
0: For two, you have a metal roofed covered awning right over top of you.
1: So, you know.
0: Uh, Reverb and whatnot. Yeah,
1: that the, them sound waves are coming right back at you. It fucking echoes in there. Yes, it does. Like, and that, that's what, it doesn't matter what you're shooting. Shotgun, pistol, rifle, it echoes like a motherfucker.
0: Yes, it does. But,
1: yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'd want one of those, though. I like the linear comps, though. They look pretty cool. Well. And they actually serve a purpose. True. You know, they're actually going to get you a, let you make your recoil a little bit more manageable.
0: Yep. So, but we're going to leave it there. Uh, do not forget to go onto Facebook to Two Beards Talking look us up like us follow us interact with us let us know what you think um, tell us some of your gun stories yeah we we love hearing gun stories share us share us pictures of your arsenal you know if you've got an armory at the house share us pictures we like seeing shit like that we love gun porn
1: or you know if they tragically all fell in the lake during a tragic boating accident yes, tell us you know tell us about your tragic boating accident and what all you lost
0: yep uh, definitely, definitely do that. Uh, and you know, we'll, we will, we will be there for you for support.
1: We will, we will definitely drop an F in the comments for respect. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: Cause I think we've all had that tragic boating accident.
0: We have, we absolutely, well, mine wasn't a tragic boating accident. Mine was a, uh, my, mine was a runaway trailer trailer, uh-huh. trailer jumped the hitch and just ran off into the woods. Oh, that's, that's horrible. Yes, it was, it was bad. I cried.
1: I, I I would too.
0: I cried because, I mean, you know, on top of losing all my guns, I also lost my trailer.
1: Yeah. Damn it. Well, we, we live to fight another day.
0: We do. I mean, that's that's what I get for not using the safety chains on the trailer.
1: Yeah. You, you got to use the safety chains.
0: Yeah, well. I just like letting them drag on the ground because they spark and everything, you know, it looks cool.
1: Yeah, yeah makes you feel good
0: man it does even (laughs) though i can't see it from the cab of the vehicle no but
1: everybody behind you can see it yep (laughs) and not be happy about it
0: oh man so again like i said go on facebook and look us up follow us two beards talking that's uh the number two spelled out beards talking no we we are not uh uh, I, I don't know if, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before or not, but I know I've talked to you about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently a beard is a term for, um, a female who, uh, is dating a gay guy. So that way he doesn't look gay.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I remember you talking about this.
0: Yeah, so, no, we're not those kinds of beards. We, we, have, we actually have bearded faces.
1: Yeah, we, we just actually have beards.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, not that
1: there's anything wrong with being a beard, I guess. No, nah, so, nah, I, mean, I mean, hey, that, you that know. That just ain't us.
0: No, that's not us. So, uh, But, yeah, uh, Facebook, Two Beards Talking. Like us, follow us, interact with us. Tell us your gun stories. Um, show us your gun porn. We love gun porn. Yeah, it's good. It, it is very good. And uh, again, big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work and come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talking. I'm Daniel Sanders. I'm Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.